0: Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for June 20th, 2022. This past weekend was Father's Day weekend. So to all the fathers out there, I hope that you had a great Father's Day, that you felt loved and appreciated. Uh, we thank God for fathers. It was also Juneteenth, and so we celebrate, uh, you know, what the, the history of this great nation is not the greatest history as it relates to that, but we thank God for where we are Today And so we're ready for this week. We're ready for the word. We're in a series right now called God's grace and our faith. Everything God does for us. He does it by grace. Grace is unearned, unmerited, undeserved. Everything we do in response to God's grace, we do it by faith. Faith is us believing and receiving what God has already provided. So by faith, we lay hold. Of the grace of God, what God has already done for us. So, for, in God's realm, is already done. In our realm, it's only a matter of time. And so, we're living by faith in those things that God is revealing to us about our future. These were things that were stored up for us, but concealed from us. And now He's revealing these things to us. And then we walk those things out, and we become the men, the women that God has called us to be. This is part thirty-nine of the overall series. If you have missed the previous messages, you want to check it out. Subscribe to the podcast. Just search for Rick Pina on your podcast. Uh, app or go to youtube.com forward slash the title of today's message is grace for good works say that say i have grace for good works we're going to talk about it Right, so let's get into the message for this morning. We've been walking through the fruit of the Holy Spirit. We've been looking at John 1 to 14, John 1 to 17, and then something in Galatians. Right now we're at the point in Galatians where the apostle Paul lays out all the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to learn today that part of the fruit of the Holy Spirit is doing good works. So I ask you to put in the chat, I have grace for good works. So I do, I do. There's a grace of God on you to perform the good works that we're destined to, for you to walk in and that's what we're going to talk about today so john 1 14 says the word became flesh he dwelt among us we were able to behold his glory it is the glory of the only begotten of the father who came from the father full of grace and truth john 1 says that the law was given by moses john is, is juxtaposing the difference between the law that was given by moses and grace and truth came through the lord jesus christ And then in Galatians chapter five, uh, verses 22 and 23, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, instead of nine fruit of the Holy Spirit, where love is one of the nine, the way the Passion Translation lays it out, I like it, says all of the fruit are fruit of love. And so it's the fruit of the Holy Spirit is love. And then there are eight expressions of God's love. So this is what the Bible says. The fruit that is produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love because God is love and there are eight varied expressions of God's love. So these are the things that people should see when they look at you. Joy that overflows, peace that subdues, patience that endures, kindness in action. If you missed the last message, it was kindness in action. You should watch that. Man, you we the world would be a better place if we were nicer and just kinder to one another. All right, a life full of virtue, which is what we're going to deal with today. That word virtue also means good works. Faith that prevails, gentleness of heart, and strength of spirit. Never set the law above these qualities. No, for these qualities are meant to be limitless. The law was limited, the fruit of the spirit are limitless, right? And so under the law, the focus was on humanity and works and what I could do. Under grace is is the grace of God, and, and the grace of God is limitless put that in the chat. The grace of God is limitless. I have no limits. I have no boundaries. Why? Because there's nothing God can't do. And God is living on the inside of me. The grace of God on my life is limitless. So I'm not living based on my humanity, which is limited. I'm living based on the grace of God, which is limitless. I live the grace life. Say amen to that. So what does this mean for you today? So the, the text where we are right now, the statement, a life full of virtue, is also translated in other translation, goodness or good works. So that's what we're going to talk about. I'm going to just share with you two things on this Monday morning. Uh, And as I share these two things, I need you to rid your heart and your mind of all distractions. I have two things to share with you on this morning. Let's get ready for these two things. All right, here's number one. You are predestined to specific good works and you can perform them in a sweatless manner by the grace of God. So not only... Are you predestined, like pre-wired, preordained for specific good works? But when you do it by the grace of God, it is sweatless. say sweatless. I love talking about sweatless victory. It is sweatless when I'm doing it by the grace of God. I'm not trying to do it in my own power, my own energy, my own strength. I'm doing it by the grace of God. It's not effortless, but it's sweatless. All right? Say I have sweatless victory. I have sweatless victory. All right. So good works are fruit of the Holy Spirit. To make this point, I want us to look at Ephesians 2 and 10. In Ephesians 2 and 10, I'm going to read this to you from two different translations. This is what the Bible says. God has made us what we are. That, that's a good statement right there, right? God has, made me, God has made me who I am. And so in Christ Jesus, the Bible says, God made us new people. Why, Paul? God made us new people so that we would spend the rest of our lives doing the good things that he had already planned for us to do. So there's some good things or good works that God had already planned for me to do. And once I'm in Christ Jesus, I'm made new and God made me a new person. Why? So that I could spend the rest of my life doing the good works that God had already planned for me to do. All right. Ephesians 2 and 10 from the Passion Translation says, we have become God's poetry. Ooh, I like that. A recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each and every one of us. So God has given me a destiny. I am God's poetry. I have been recreated in Christ Jesus to fulfill that destiny. The Bible says, for we are joined to Jesus, the anointed one. Now, even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works that we would do to fulfill it. So God planned, put this in the chat, God planned for me in advance. So God planned for me in advance. God planned a destiny and the good works that are connected to that destiny for me to fulfill it. So God gave me the grace and God gave me an assignment and God has empowered me to do everything that he's called me to do. So he gave me a predetermined expected end and the predetermined actions that would take me towards that expected end and the grace to perform it. God did all of this before I was born before the world began. So God planned for me in advance. I'm not a mistake. I'm not a mistake. I'm on this planet for a reason. So listen, let me talk about it. You have a preordained destiny. Your destiny is tailor-made just for you. This is why you should not ever be jealous of anyone else, because when you're jealous of other people, you're devaluing and disrespecting who God called you to be. you They have their own assignment. You should be able to celebrate them without devaluing yourself. So the text makes it clear that you, there are some specific good works that you're supposed to perform. There's some specific good works that are connected to your destiny, and you cannot fulfill your destiny without performing these good works. There's work connected to it. So so let me say this. If you're born again, but lazy, (laughs) are there lazy Christians? Yeah, there's a whole bunch of them. You could be born again and lazy. If you're born again and lazy, you are running the risk of, of wasting the grace that is on your life wasting the grace of God. You don't want to waste the grace of God. You don't want want to waste what God has called you to do. You want to embrace the grace to do everything that God has called you to do while you're in the land of the living. In Ephesians 2 and 10 and other scriptures like it, these scriptures drive home the point that there are some good works, say good works. There are some good works that God planned before the world began for you and I to do. And we're supposed to be doing it. We are predestined for our purpose. We are predestined for our destiny. We have a predetermined divine assignment. And so when you're led by the Holy Spirit, he produces change. i told you this like a million times. I'm mean, going to keep saying it. The Holy Spirit will produce change in you and then fruit from you, right? So he has to first produce change in you. And then once he cha- produces change in you, he produces fruit from you. And when you're living this way and you have change in you and fruit from you, now for me to produce the fruit on the outside, I have to go do the good works that God destined for me to perform. So when people see you, they need to see the God in you. They need to see God manifested in your good works. Jesus said, watch this, that we would be known, you and I, we would be known by our fruit. That's Matthew 7 and 16. So in other words, the fruit that your life produces should identify you as a Christian. The fruit that you listen, think about this for a minute. What fruit is your life producing? First of all, it's not going to produce anything if you don't do the work that you're called to do. You're not saved to sit; you're saved to serve. Uh, but what fruit is your life producing? When you think about the fruit that your life is producing, it should identify you as a Christian. Good works are part of that fruit. People, why, why, why do we have to produce fruit for people to see? Because the people that we're trying to reach, there are people out there that don't know Jesus. These people don't have the Holy Spirit, right? They don't have God's Spirit. And since they don't have God's Spirit, they can't can't hear God's voice. They're looking for things that they can validate with their natural senses. They're looking for things that they can see and touch and taste and smell. So they're they're looking for works. And they, they say, well, you claim to be a Christian. Hey, you, look at me. You claim to be a Christian. So they're looking at your life and they want to see the fruit that your life is producing. And your fruit has to your life will produce fruit if you do the works that God has called you to do. Now, if your life is not producing something that's lifting up the name of Jesus, if your life is not producing something that's different than than what non-Christians are producing. All right, look at me. If your life is not producing something that's different than the world, then the world can't see Jesus in you. The world is looking for something in you because you said you're a Christian. So you're the one with the little fish on the back of your car. You're the one with the little scripture at the bottom of your email signature block. So the world is looking for your life to produce something that they don't have. Now, if all they see in you is something they have, then they're never, they're never going to come to you. But they need to, they need to see something in you that they don't have. The reason why people come to me all the time, people are like, hey, can I talk to you for a minute? you know? And it happened to me in the Pentagon. It happened to me throughout my whole military career. It happens now in corporate America. Hey, Rick, can I talk to you for a minute? Sure. Let's go in this room. Let me close the door. What's going on? People break down. Why do they come to me? Because they see something in me they don't have. And so people need to come to you because your life needs to produce fruit that the world can see because you're, you're supposed to be a Christian. You're supposed to be like Jesus. Now, to be clear, we're not saved by works, but we're saved for work. We're not saved by works, but we we are definitely, say this, put this in the chat. I'm not saved by works, but I'm saved for work. I'm saved for work. I'm saved, filled with the Holy Spirit, called by God. There's a grace of God that's on my life. And all of that is not to be wasted. The grace of God is on me to do the things that God destined for me to do from the foundations of the world. These are actions, these are good works that are pleasing in God's sight. And as a result, as I do these things, the world sees Jesus in me. The text says, Ephesians 2 and 10, that even before you were born, I didn't make this up. This is what the Bible says. God planned in advance to use you in a special way. So part of the fruit of the Holy Spirit, part of the fruit that the Holy Spirit produces in your life is good work. This is work that advances the kingdom. This is work that produces things that will glorify the name of God on this planet. So you are supposed to do good work there is work that you are preordained to perform and you watch this you're also predisposed to it now now I've taught on this before all your life you are predisposed to your divine purpose. all your life you were always good at this or good at that and it seemed effortless it seemed sweatless why because the grace of God is on you to do it and you didn't even know, why you, it's like, why does this come so natural to me? Why? Because it is when you're operating in that gift and that thing, it is your most natural state. People say, oh my God, Rick, when you stand in front of people, are you not scared? No, dude, I'm in my most natural state. When I, when I'm doing like this, when I, when I turn these lights on and I say, hey, good morning, this is Rick Pena. That's it. Like I'm in my most natural state. Why? Because I'm called to do this. Since I'm called to do it, I'm I'm operating in my most natural state. Listen, put this in the chat. Say, my calling is natural to me. It is is, when you're walking in your divine assignment, when you're embracing the grace of God to do what you were destined to do from the foundations of the world, you are in your most natural state. It might seem like work to other people, but it's not work to you. You do it and and you you would do it for free. You know, listen, I don't get paid to do ministry. Thankfully, Isabella and I, we, we, we're in a position to where we do everything that we are called to do ministry-wise without having to take a paycheck or a salary or anything like that. Uh, uh, praise God. Not, not, you know, so I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. The Bible says that, that, that they that preach the gospel should live from the gospel. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying in my case, uh, uh, I'm in a position where I don't have to do that. But I do it anyway. Why? Because I love to do it because I'm destined to do it. I'm born to do it. It's natural to me. And so you should be doing the things that are natural to you. You, There is a calling on your life. And when you walk in it, it is natural to you. And so when you live the grace life, and to be clear about this, (laughs) I've told you this before, Isabella and I are working harder now than we did when we were in the military. When you live the grace life, you wind up working harder than you've ever worked before, but it doesn't feel like it. Your body doesn't break down your soul doesn't get drained, right? You're not stressed out. You get sweet sleep. Why? Because you're doing what you were born to do from the foundations of the world, and the grace of God is on you to do it. So you're doing it, but then again, it's not you doing it. It is the grace of God that's on you to do it. And since the grace of God is on you to do it, are you doing it? Yes. Is God doing it? Yes. Is it me? Yes, yeah, me. Is it God? Oh yeah, it's God. Is it God? and me? Yes, it's me, and God has God me. Why? I'm walking with God. God is walking with me, and when you live this way, the Holy Spirit produces fruit from your life for all the world to see, and it makes kingdom impact on this planet, and you will leave a mark in this world that will not easily be erased. It will outlive you. You will leave a legacy of righteousness because you have yielded to the Holy Spirit, and you're living the grace life. You got it? That was point number one. I only have two points for you This morning, here's number two. When you perform the good works you were born to perform, you bring glory to God on the earth. You actually glorify. Say this in the chat. I will glorify God. You want to glorify God in this world. You want to glorify God on this planet. So for this point, we're going to look at Matthew 5 and 16 from two translations. Matthew 5 and 16 from the NIV says, in the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. Matthew 5 and 16, easy to read says, in the same way, you should be a light for other people. Live so that they would see the good things that you do and then praise the father in heaven. So in other words, there's some good works that we do on earth. And when people see those good works, they glorify our father in heaven. So our fathers in heaven, we're the ones on the earth. And so for for us, he wants to be glorified on the earth. How's he going to do it? Through you and I. So when we do good works on the earth, we glorify our father in heaven. So never be afraid to do what you're called to do. Uh, Never be ashamed of doing what it is that you're called to do from the foundations of the world. Because when you do it, you're glorifying the father in heaven. When you walk in your divine assignment, say this, say, I'm the light of the world. Yeah, yeah, say I glorify God on this planet. So when my life is supposed to bring glory to his name and for me to bring glory to his name, I have to do the things that was I was preordained to do. When I'm walking in my divine purpose, well, listen, when you walk in your divine assignment, when you, when you embrace the grace of God to be the man or the woman that God has called you to be, you bring glory to God's name on this planet. And let me be specific about this. Because God has given you a preordained purpose then you can only bring glory to God when you're doing that. Let me let me explain. Um, um, let's say I have a pen. Um, for that pen to be a success, that pen needs to write. If I use a, a, the pen that was designed to write, if I use it to do something else, that's fine. But that pen will never be a, a success until it does what it was designed to do. So success in life has to be tied to your divine purpose, your divine assignment. So if you're doing something that you were not called to do, but the people, the the world thinks that you're a success at it, wouldn't it be a shame for you to think that you were successful and you spent your life doing something and you thought that you were a success and the world measured you as a success doing something that you were never designed to do? You're going to get to heaven and realize that you missed it because you spent life do, doing something you, that you were not designed to do. You cannot be a success in God's eyes outside of your divine assignment. Success in the kingdom is measured in purpose. So you can't come up with a desire for your life. Let me say it another way. You can't just come up with a desire for your life and then call it your destiny. You can't decide your destiny because God decided before the world began. And so since God already decided your destiny, you can't decide it. You must discover it. So you discover your destiny. I've told you many times, you find it, you follow it, you finish it you discover it, you develop in it, you deploy into it, and your job is to get it done before you die, while you're in the land of the living. So part of being a success in God's eyes is doing the work that God sent you to this planet to do. There are good works connected to your destiny. Say this, say, I have good works, that are part of my destiny. And so, yeah, you have to perform those good works. Now, the text says that we're looking at right now, when I perform the good works on earth, guess what? Who gets the glory? He gets the glory in heaven. When I perform the good works on earth, who gets the glory? He gets the glory in heaven. So I glorify God in heaven by performing good works on the earth. So when you do the things that you're called to do, that and you you actually allow God's light to shine through you for all the world to see. Now, to be clear, this may or may not have anything to do with church. Look at me, look at me, I need you to pay attention to what I'm about to say. You may be called to be a captain of industry, you know, in corporate America, a leader in business, a trendsetter in finance, a trustworthy mechanic, cause we need more of those, a dedicated teacher, a public servant, a loving nurse, a kind doctor, an honest lawyer, we need more of those too but whatever you're called to do, listen, you have the grace for it. Now, when you're doing what you're called to do, you're doing the good works that God destined for you to do in advance. And when you do that, God gets the glory. Now, you don't have to be a pastor. You don't have to be a missionary, an evangelist. Let me say it another way, just to be clear, you could be called to run a beauty salon. And while you're running that beauty salon, you're providing employment for people you're ministering to people while they're in the chair, you're providing for your family, you know, you're running business and you leave a legacy uh, uh, for your children as it relates to the business, that could be your calling, that beauty salon. And if it is, and you're running that beauty salon, maybe you're a kindergarten teacher, you know, or whatever. You you could be a kindergarten teacher or running a beauty salon, whatever you're called to do. That doesn't mean that you're any less than a pastor or an evangelist or a missionary or anything like that. Don't think, there are no second-class Christians, to be clear. When you do what you're called to do, you are glorifying the Father in heaven because it is your good work. It is what you're called to do. It is your divine assignment. And it is no less important in the kingdom of God than the pastor. So so don't don't see yourself as any less than anyone else. You run your race with your grace at your pace and enjoy it. So listen, don't, don't measure yourself by anybody else's assignment. They have their own assignment. Let them be them, and they should let you be you. You run your race by the grace of God. This is how we embrace the Holy Spirit, the grace of God, and this is how we produce the fruit of the Holy Spirit in our lives, by doing whatever it is that God has called us to do. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to speak this over your life. Uh, Say this by faith. Say, Father, I was born for such a time as this. You sent me to this planet when you did and where you did because of why you did. I am not saved by works, but I am saved for work. I declare by faith that I find, follow, and finish my purpose before I die. I do what you birthed me to do. I will arrive at your overall expected end for my life. I am going to heaven, but I refuse to live a miserable life on this planet. So I'm going to heaven, and I will enjoy the ride, because I'm determined to fulfill my divine assignment. I work harder than most, and it doesn't even feel like work, because I have the grace for it. I enter this day, I'm ready to work, and I whistle while I work because I have your grace and I do what I do for your glory. Therefore, I declare greater is coming for me. This is today's word. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, this is today's word, so please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, please go to todaysword.org to get my notes. Click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes for free in your email inbox. Put this in the chat. Say, I will find it, follow it, and finish it before I die. That has to be your declaration. I'm going to find it. I'm going to follow it. I'm going to finish it before I die. I'm not lazy. There's grace on me. I'm going to work by the grace of God. I'm going to do all things. I can do all things by faith, through Jesus who empowers me to be the man or the woman that I'm called to be for such a time as this. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. I hope that you're enjoying this series. Uh, I'm going to see you tomorrow morning, but I need you to do two things right now. Number one, leave me some comments in the chat if this message has been a blessing to you. And then number two, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you enjoyed this content and you would like to learn more about our ministry or you would like to partner with our ministry please visit ripministries.org you will learn there what we're doing in the caribbean providing a christ-based education to haitian children in the dominican republic we also provide them a hot meal every day if you would like to partner with us click on the donate button all the donations are tax deductible in the united states if you don't have my book level up your life go to rickpina.co and get the book today. From rickpina.co, you'll also see that I have journals and I also have some other products and apparel and et cetera, all centered around the grace life. And then lastly, if you enjoy this content, but you want direct access to Isabella and I, the Lord impressed it upon my heart for Isabella and I to start mentoring people, giving people access to us to be able to ask us questions. We're answering questions about ministry, about missions, nonprofit, for-profit, I'm addressing things uh, as far as how I preach, our approach to preaching. We're putting out private content just for a specific group in the Patreon. So please visit patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina if you're interested in this material. Have an amazing day.